This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen, President of World Ministries International. I want to welcome all of you that are watching on our Warning Television program. Also, those that are listening on Warning Radio, Shortwave, or different social media platforms that we're on, welcome. We're in our college campus here at World Ministries International. It is a live audience. I'm speaking today on the unfailing love of God. The unfailing love of God. The continual unfailing love of God, the Father, manifested through Jesus Christ the Son, and revealed through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, documented in the written word of God. This chapter, Psalm 107, 1 through 43, reveals the constant mercy of God to forgive, to protect, to heal, deliver, and restore all those who call upon his name. Again, the unfailing love of God. People's love is conditional. God's love is not. He's always there for you to call upon him, no matter what type of situation you find yourself in. Truly, there is no greater friend a person can have than our Savior, who even laid down his life for you and for me. There are 78 Bible verses talking about how God promised never to leave us or forsake us. I'm going to read just a few. John 15, 13. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Proverbs 18, 24. A man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Many people have brothers and sisters. And usually they can be close, yet none compared to the faithfulness of God. Even close siblings get married and carry on with their lives and are not available to always be with you or talk to you or respond to your quest or needs. Some are even evil, showing no love, but instead judging and rejecting you. They don't know the love of God, even though they might proclaim it or they might try to preach it. They don't understand the love of God. Deuteronomy 4.31, for the Lord thy God is a merciful God. He will not forsake you, neither destroy you, nor forget the covenant of your fathers, which he swore unto you. 
God's covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is part of our covenant, part of the promises to you and I, that he'll never leave us or forsake us. Yes, we can walk away from him, but he is always there. He's always there to restore. The only time it's too late is when the spirit leaves the body. And then comes judgment. First Chronicles 28, 20. And David said to Solomon, his son, be strong and of good courage and do it. Fear not, nor be dismayed for the Lord God, even my God will be with you. He will not fail you, not forsake you until thou hast finished all the work for the service of the Lord. He will not leave you. God promised that to David. He promised it to Solomon. He promised it to Moses. He promised it to Joshua. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Elijah, Elisha. He's promised it to you and me. Joshua 1.5. There should not any man be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I'll not fail you. I will not forsake you. Moses learned the love of God. He didn't understand it for a long time. It took him 40 years in the wilderness to get to a point of understanding it enough to obey him and go back to Egypt. The love of God that will protect, that will save, that will be with him no matter what trial, no matter what situation. The love of God that will be with him when he's facing death like he did when he faced Pharaoh. Matthew 28, 20. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. We know Jesus made those statements to his disciples, his followers, as he was ascending to heaven. I am with you always, even to the ends of the world. He's with us today if you have the Holy Spirit in you, the Comforter. He walks with you like he walked on earth with the disciples. Hebrews 13, 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Let's examine this beautiful chapter of Psalm 107. You'll notice the wonderful unconditional love of God is all through this chapter. Each one of the 43 verses. Some people have called it a love chapter or the love feast. You'll take notice as we read the first type of believer in verses four through five deal with people in trouble, people starving. The second type of believer in trouble in verses 10 through 16 are people who are in sin due to disobedience to the word of God. The third type of believer described in verses 17 to 20 are in trouble. The Bible says is a fool and is a person who lacks good judgment and common sense. This person gets into trouble because of their silly, bad choices in life, choices in sin. The fourth type of believer in trouble is overcome by unexpected storms in life in verses 23 through 30. Also, Psalm 106, verse 44. Four types of believers in trouble. We all go through trouble. We all go through deep waters. Some seemingly deeper than others. Some by our own choices 
in life. Bad choices that we just read. Psalm 107. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Now just listen. We're reading these verses. And gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. Again, Psalm 107, the love chapter. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his mercy endureth forever. You know, some people are conditional. If you violate them, disappoint them too many times, they reject you forever. God does not. As long as your spirit doesn't leave the body and you face heaven or hell, he's there to receive you back. His mercy endureth forever. It's never too late. With people, it's too late. Oh, if you don't meet their recommendations. But with God, it is not too late ever. He's not a person in the form of humanity that is tempted with his own pride and prejudice and selfishness. Pride is what causes us to put conditions to people. Our arrogance, our pride, our self-righteousness. And we don't even see the, the Bible says, the beam in our own eye. How messed up we are. They wandered in the wilderness in solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted. Now we're talking about in verse 4 and 5, verses 4 and 5, the type of believer in trouble from starving. And we're talking about two methods of starvation, physical and spiritual. They wandered in the wilderness in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in, hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted in them. Multitudes of Christians starve for true spiritual words, words from the Lord, and they can't find it in so many churches that have now twisted the word of God, conformed with society. They're looking for truth. They hunger, they thirst for righteousness sake. Well, the answer is they cried unto the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them out of their distress. He will lead you. He will guide you. You can find a good church. Yes, Jesus said, when I, before I return, will I find faith? There's such a distortion, pollution, compromising of the word of God, lying of the word of God, accepting what God has already condemned and will bring judgment. He led them forth by the way that they might go into a city of habitation. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works through the children of men. For he satisfieth the longing soul, he filled the hungry soul, will, mind, and emotions. You know, the soul, body, will, mind, emotions, with goodness. He can transform our mind. How? With the word of God. Can take away, you know, what I have heard described by some people as stinking thinking. Bad thinking that does nothing but get us in trouble. He can transform our mind or how we think is positive, how we think is godly. And God leads you into salvation. He leads you into prosperity, into victory with a new life. These people knew the fullness of God at one time, but now they're in a solitary wilderness, wandering alone and unable to find a city. As they wandered in the wilderness, he provided them food as they cried upon the Lord. They cried upon the Lord and he provided 
water out of a rock. He provided manna. But they cried on the Lord. That's the key. Do we actually turn to God or turn to ourselves? and we continually go into the same rut, the same block, the same nosebleed? Do we rely on ourselves, or do we finally rely on the Lord? Verse 10, such as sit in darkness in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction in iron. That's describing the second type of believer. Again, the first type of believer, starvation, physical and spiritual. Some pastors and congregations spiritually have no interest in righteousness, the will of God. Half of the churches are under the mainline churches, a Marxist communist covering that accepts sin and homosexuality, abortion. And that's why many politicians attend, especially the liberal ones. They want to twist the word of God. Others, critically minded, the least imperfection they find drives them away. There is nobody perfect, no, not one. Flaws are something. Innocent mistakes are something that the grace of God is supposed to cover a multitude of sins. It should mean nothing. Can we have unfailing love? God does. That's the reason it says he's closer than a brother, closer than a sister. Your brothers, your sisters, some people's mother and father, some people's sons and daughters. Try to be judge and jury. When the Bible is so clear, honor your father that your days may be long. Honor your parents. If you can't honor them, you don't honor God. And you're in such self-righteousness, you can't see yourself because of your imperfections, because of your vanity, because of your pride. And what you don't understand is what you sow, you reap, and you're going to have messed up children. Without regular fellowship with a true body of believers, any Christian can end up cold leaving their first love. That's why we must find a good church. If you're watching and you can't find one, watch this program. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org. Seven days a week I'm on. Radio 12. We're also on television. We're also on 40 different podcasts, forms of media, Roku, Rumble, some YouTube. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org. We also send out two pastoral articles every month to encourage you, strengthen you, build you up in the faith. Give warning what's about to happen so you can prepare for it and not be blindsided and become a victim. The answer, they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. Again, let's get back to point number two. Point number two are people who are in sin due to disobedience to the word of God. Those who sat in darkness, in the shadow of death, bound in affliction and irons, because they reject the word of God. Their own choices. Our choices determine our daily choices. I've put it on the thought of the day. Our daily choices determine tomorrow's victories or failures. What do you become? Who do you become? I had a grandson who had the the wisdom who recently made a change of address from one state to another because he was in a rut and going nowhere and he could see it. He got involved with some bad habits. He said, I had to get out of there. I had to make a choice. And now he's doing extremely good. Our choices today determine our future tomorrow. Many people have sat under godly convicting preaching. The spirit strove with them, but still they willfully sinned. 
Now we're in back in the clutches of old habits. I'm so proud of my grandson. He got out of there and got rid of some bad habits. I'm not saying anything he hasn't said. He hasn't said, he has said it, even on radio. When a person sins willfully, disobeying the word of God, he has a tendency to hide, to cover in, cower in fear and wallow in misery. He thinks it's all over, that God can't use him. When you're in that kind of situation, the devil will whisper to you, there is no hope for you. You're one of those people that will never change. Your sin has forced God to hide his face from you. What a lie. This message is on the unfailing love of God that never gives up on you. You have to give up on God because he will not give up on you. You can cry back to the Lord and he'll restore, he'll heal, he'll deliver, he'll protect, he'll give you a successful future. They cry to the Lord there in their trouble. He saved them out of their distress. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death. He broke their chains to pieces. Oh, that man would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men, for he has broken the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron in two. God never has, never will hide his face from those that cry unto him. He never has, he never will. People will. Sons and daughters might. Parents might. Friends might. But God will not. Thank God he's not like people. Arrogant, self-righteous people that want to pretend they're a judge. The Bible says clearly, judge yourself lest you be condemned. They cried to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them. It doesn't matter how far a person fallen, how many promises to God you've made or broken, he is always there. God is always there. It doesn't matter how many times you've broken your promises to God. I mean, that's the kind of friend I want. He will receive me no matter what. I want that type of friend. And you've got one in Jesus Christ. Point number three, a friend, a believer in trouble is called a fool, the third type, because he lacks good judgment and common sense. This person gets into trouble by their choices constantly. It says fools because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Their choices cause their affliction. Their soul abhors all manner of meat, and they draw near to the gates of death. Their choices are killing them. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble. He saved them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Wow! I'll tell you what, many Christians are paying a high price for their past acts of foolishness. Some have spent a night in adultery. Some have contracted from one night HIV. Some are sinking into financial holes because of their foolish spending. Others are locked in terrible marriages because they rushed into it foolishly when God never wanted them to marry that person. They look to the person as their salvation instead of the Lord. And now they're in a bad marriage. The despair of many Christians is unspeakable. They feel helpless on the verge of giving up. 
One man wrote to me, I feel like my life is over. There's nothing I can do. I just look forward to death. These are tragic words. They reflect the psalmist's description of this type of despair. They drew near to the gates of death. But God has an answer. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men. God always has a future for you. He always has a way of escape. We just have to cry unto the Lord, call unto him, follow him. And the fourth type of believer in trouble is someone swamped by an unexpected storm in life. Sometimes things just come our way and blindside us. This life is filled with joy, but it's filled with a lot of pain. Out of nowhere, we can seemingly have lived a good life and we're struck down with some terminal disease out of nowhere. Those who go down to the sea in ships, who do business in great waters, they see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commands and raises a stormy wind, which lifts up the waves of the sea. They mount up to the heavens. They go down upon the depths. Their soul melts because of the trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like drunken men and are at their wits end. Many times business people, career people are like seamen in ships. The great waters signify the big world of competition, an ocean of activity. Suddenly a storm breaks out beyond their control, threatening to swallow their boat. Maybe they had a, everything lined up and boom, the stock market crashed and they went from millionaire, multi-millionaire to poverty. They lost everything, including their real estate. Their soul melts because of the trouble they're in. In the Great Depression, a lot of multi-million and billionaires committed suicide when they lost everything overnight. They didn't cry upon the Lord. Everything was in themselves. Their happiness was in this life. They did not have the Lord to sustain them. My whole life is geared to serving the Lord, extending the kingdom of God. They're at their wits end, 107.27. They can't sleep at night for worrying, trying to reason their way out of their trouble. God alone can calm their storm. Some people, all of a sudden, a disease comes upon them, a fatal disease. Without a miracle, they're going to die. Storms come our way. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him in the congregation of the people. Praise him in the assembly of the elders. He turneth rivers into wilderness and the water springs into dry ground. The Lord can bring poverty. The war Lord can bring prosperity. The Lord can bring healing. The Lord can go in the middle of this storm like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who did not fear death. They were ready to be in the presence of God, yet God delivered them out of certain death. Because they cried on the Lord, they knew the Lord, they trusted in God. A fruitful land in the barrenness for the wickedness of them that dwell therein. He turns the wilderness into standing water and dry ground into water springs. And there he makes the hungry to dwell, that they might prepare a city for habitation. And sow the fields and plant the vineyards, which may yield fruits of increase. He blessed them also, so that they may multiply greatly, and suffered not their cattle to decrease. Again they ministered 
and brought low there through oppression, affliction, and sorrow. He poureth contempt upon princesses and causes them to wander in the wilderness where there is no way of escape. Yet setteth he the poor on high from affliction and maketh him families like a flock. The righteous shall see it and rejoice and all their iniquity shall stop her mouth. Whoever is wise and will observe these things, even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. Psalm 106.44, Nevertheless, he regarded their affliction when he heard their cry. When he heard their cry, no matter what, he was there to deliver, there to save, there to give a future, there to heal, there to make one prosper. The love of God is so beautiful and wonderful that literally... It's the answer for the world today to have peace. No matter what a person is going through or facing, to know that God is there waiting for you to call on his name and crawl into his arms, he will see you through every trial this life can give you. He is there. He is there. I've had so many people on my programs literally in total despair, and God delivered them. One man from a cocaine habit $20,000 a month for 20 years, instantly delivered. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.